Life, the podcast where we discuss our life experiences from the ups to the downs to everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Lily. This is Mario. Happy Wednesday, everyone. We are Happy back and scheduled to record every Wednesday. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is different from our original weekly schedule yes, uh, recording, but you know, that's how it be sometimes. Yeah, but still good. Well, now we maintain Wednesday for a while now. Um, finger crossed. Well, yeah, I have a few events coming up, but I think it shouldn't be a problem for now. You have events coming up? Well, um, I'm traveling the end of the month. I'm not sure if I told mm. you. I think I told you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Oregon and Canada for oh, Labor's, yeah, yeah. Labor's Day weekend. Um, mm. Yeah, so going there and then yeah, I have to go another wedding in October. <laughs> Again, in mm. Vegas, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, more traveling coming in. But anything new for you this week, Lily? Ah, uh, for me this week. Ah, uh, gosh. It's crazy. Like, we do this every week, and I know you're going to ask me. <laughs> and yet I come with nothing prepared. <laughs> That's good. Right? That's we see the the difference between our podcast and other podcasts is that we are freestyle, you know, YOLO style. We don't we don't go YOLO style. We don't script. Script is not great. Script is I have of- no idea <laughs> what I did this week. And that's crazy because it's only been a week. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, oh, I know. Um, do I know? One of my um, one of my friends moved apartments this weekend, and so I was helping them. Um, and that was its own ordeal. Like for some reason, okay, the move was only from apartment one to apartment two is maybe. 0.2 miles okay but for some reason it took like 10 hours wait how, how much stuff does your friend have <laughs> I mean. it's like three people moving so it's okay. like three people's worth of things mm-hmm. but like i don't know and we had like at least like five to eight people helping at any time okay and we took like the whole day the whole night. They're still unpacking right now. Okay, um, I mean, like, if, if we discount the unpacking part of it, just moving to one house to another, it takes 10 hours? I think they started in the morning around, like, 9 or 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I only got there helping in the afternoon, like, 5 or 6, maybe? Maybe even later. Okay. But um, we didn't finish until, like, 10 p.m mm, that's a long time um it is a long time um and hilariously we took all that time and we lost something there was like a big mirror on the wall and now it's just lost like we can't find <laughs> it anymore <laughs> i mean and so we spent all that time moving and we didn't even move a hundred percent I mean, yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't blame them. Usually, when you, when you move, there's always thing that you miss. 
not necessarily that you missed it. It's just that there might you might misplace it somewhere. Um, but the humongous yeah, exactly. Mirror. Given no, given as a big no mirror, idea. then I'm not sure what happened. We have no idea where it went. Mm. Um, but that has been the entire weekend basically, and that's mm. all I can remember. Mm. So that's that's great. Yeah, I think that that's fine. Um, yeah, I saw you. Mm-hmm. You po- you're posting more on YouTube. I have another fancy, video that's rolling out soon. A fancy, a fancy badminton video I saw came out. How do you? Okay, first of all, just be truthfully honest. Like, what do you think is the yes. difference between the first video edit and second video edit? Like, uh, let's see. There are more. I- I'm doing more things in second video compared to first one. I'm not sure if you noticed. So, I don't even know if I watched the entire thing, and I think I watched it on my phone, which means I don't have sound on. Mm. But let me think. Um, I your intro was different. Your intro animation that says Mario was different. <laughs> First and... of all, I want to confess. I I admit that like logo or whatever on like some crappy like site. It looks so bad. I if. If somehow I get more subscribers later, I need someone to rework my logo or whatever. It looks, it's just... You only have two videos. Yeah, I know. But it's just like basically just throw everything. Like I throw like a shadow. I throw like a hiking figure. I threw like a YouTube. And yeah, just like, you know, grades, like sixth grade student can make that. Pretty sure. But... Um, mm, oh, I, I noticed that was different. Yeah. I did see... I think I'm pretty sure this was mm-hmm. the badminton one and not your uh, mm-hmm. the UK one, but like a little subscribe and alert <laughs> bell came up, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay. he's an actual YouTuber." So, so, now. so you actually did it on the sound, but if you do, if you do, you can hear the sound of like you know the thing clicking oh. and the clicking the bell. So I'm like, okay, this is a new thing I learned this week, so I applied that. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. I only saw it. I didn't hear it. Okay. Yeah. I was pretty um, proud of that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, he's an official YouTuber. Yeah, you gotta yeah. click and subscribe. Yeah. Well, at least I don't pressure people to be like, even my friends or others, like when I post on YouTube, like Instagram stories, I just say, oh yeah, YouTube you know, video came out. I don't say, oh, please subscribe or like or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's nice, but I don't really care too much. Um, mm. So, and also the transition. So I think on the first video, I... Probably didn't use a lot of transition, or probably didn't even use any transition at all. The second one, I mm-hmm. did use transition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think the coming one, I think it's gonna be better than the last that the one I just released. I, I mean, I think it's better, yeah. but it's not fully like there are some parts like I edited it already, but I still need to add more stuff. Um, so yeah, hoping to get it out before this weekend. Okay, what is it? Um, so funny sneak thing, peek. funny thing is like I, on the first episode, right? I did the the a day in Bath, like UK, and then mm-hmm. remember I told you I lost my footage. Yeah. Um, oh my god. And then gosh. funny enough, couple of days ago I was scrolling my phone and then I, I scroll all the way to the top. I was like, wait, this is the footage. <laughs> I didn't lose it. And then okay, the that was the nice nice part, okay. right? But the, the not nice so. The not so nice parts I had problem with airdrop. Mm. So for whatever reason I couldn't transfer 
their photos to or videos to my MacBook. And so what happened was my iCloud was full, so it couldn't download. Oh. It couldn't download the thing. Um, and then basically what I did, I just connected my phone to my uh, Mac, and then just kind of transfer it. So that's how I got it there. Um, but yeah, I think this time will be better. But so far, I have eight subscribers. Woo. Okay, congrats! <laughs> it's still better than nothing. I mean, I don't really care too much about a number. Yeah. Um, like as long as I improve every video of the things that I make, I think I, that's that's all I can ask for for now. Yeah, yeah. View count wise, your second video has a lot more. So. So the funny the funny <laughs> thing is like um. So on 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 for the badminton on the mix that where I play with the owner sister right and then I also know the owner so when I told him okay I'm gonna make a video and then I'm just gonna send it to you guys he promoted within the group so that's why I think some of the players that were there participating actually watch it yeah it looks really good and I saw like yeah the the plays that you had on there were like really good but at least you know it's not. I'm not making the video all about me alone. It's actually about the people that plays there. I mean, including myself too. But like every like, I try to take as many videos as I can. Um, and yeah, and I I tend to keep the video short for now. I don't really like long videos. Mm. I mean, at least from my experience, I don't really watch long videos unless it's like variety shows or something. Mm. I I figure people, you know, like times uh attention time span, you know, probably three to four minutes back or maybe even less right mm-hmm. so you want to capture as many things as possible within a short time frame and make it enjoyable for per- people and that's kind of like my goal mm-hmm. um yeah because i don't think people will spend like 20 minutes watching you unless you're like pretty girls or handsome guy <laughs> or you know showing your face I, I i'm definitely not in that category so i try to use content wow um as much as possible mario right? confidence <laughs> You're a pretty but I'm girl. happy. You're very pretty. <clears throat> yeah, I'm very pretty, not handsome. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, but I'm happy with the result mm-hmm. so far, and um, yeah, just just trying to kind of learn some more, and, and obviously, and I did see you also posted your YouTube videos too. I uh, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still trying to catch up. Um, yeah. I edited. I'm currently editing like a travel vlog from when I went to Denver in April. So getting through that, mm-hmm. and then hopefully, I have, I have a lot of I have a lot of footage from then till mm-hmm. now. So I still have a long ways to go. But so you you did shot yours on in 4K, right? So I I think I I noticed for iPhone. I need to change my setting to shoot in 4K, and also I, well, first of all, I'm out of memory, uh, out of storage, <laughs> so I need to clear all of my photos before even doing the setting. Oh. Um, because mine right now is the highest setting I have is 1080. So so um, 1080, I think, is enough. I will say I didn't notice that my phone was recording in 4K until I tried to export the video. Um, like, yeah, when I watch your videos, I when I click on the, the setting thing on YouTube, yeah. you can see it, you can go out of 4K. And I was like, whoa, I think actually your video looks very crispy, you know, crips. It's like very, the <laughs> color, very vibrant, everything looks really yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I didn't change any settings um, for, mm. 
it's still the same phone and everything and i didn't notice a change when i was mm-hmm. filming it or anything like that and then it's not until you i edited the whole thing and i didn't notice either until i tried to export mm-hmm. it and it said like it's going to be uh the final export's usually about one to two gigabytes but this time it was like mm-hmm. nine or ten i was like well, why and then that's when i realized mm-hmm. it was all 4k um, so it means everything takes longer to process, but I do, mm-hmm. I do think it looks pretty nice, even though I didn't do any like color correction or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I recommend. So one thing I want to ask, I mean, this podcast may be not a good way to ask, but, <laughs> uh, so the way I kind of create my, well, I think both of us editing in Final Cut Pro. Mm. So the setting that I did for my project is I create like a proxy. So when I try to edit my videos, everything runs very fast, right? Mm-hmm. But I I don't know about Final Cut Pro, but for for example, like Adobe Premiere Pro, you can create a proxy and then once you export it, it will switch it back to the original one, right? So in the editing process, it's still fast, right? Because it's proxies. But when you export it, you won't get the proxies anymore. You will get the original. The high resolution, right? But I'm not sure if Final Cut Pro does that, and if it doesn't, that might be the reason why, like the quality, some of my like video, like the the video quality is not as great. So mm-hmm. I might have to tinker with that. I'm not sure if you have experience with that, but I think that might be something I have to look into. Mm, I don't know off the top of my head. I will say I don't think I'm using mm-hmm. Final Cut like efficiently by any means. Mm-hmm. Um my files like my library regularly becomes like eight nine hundred gigabytes and i have to clear oh god yeah yeah and then like my my computer starts running out of memory and it Mm. freaks out a little bit um so it's its own problems i don't think i'm doing it like quote unquote correctly but Mm. it works um but i would i would just look into that i don't know i see got it yeah that makes sense yeah i yeah, I think nowadays I have a habit of just even for podcasts, right? Like the file size is very big. Mm-hmm. So the let's say if I finish editing this episode today, then the previous episode I tend to delete it because it's yeah. right, at least one gigabyte or more. Um, for the videos though and pictures, I haven't had a chance to delete it, so it starts to stack. I need to kind of clean it out soon. There's um, so much. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, it's it's hard managing a lot of data mm. like that yeah but i'm glad so you're not interesting it. yeah 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 um actually i used to not think like make like okay after my first edit of the first youtube video i was like man it's a lot of work <laughs> i don't know if i should continue but then once i start doing the second one i was like oh okay it's very time consuming but it's actually quite fun like it because no one would have the same content even if we give someone like if you and i have the same footage or video or photos like we want edit it the same way mm-hmm. so it, it, it's based on like what you want to show your audience and then how creative you are so that aspect of thing it just makes it very interesting to me that's um, actually um something we did i went on a big group trip to utah last year and mm-hmm. basically there were six of us and 
for the most part, three or four of us were constantly taking like a lot of footage and taking pictures and stuff. And what we did was we took everybody's footage and videos, um, put them in like one shared drive, and we just had everybody like make their own versions of like videos. And so you can see that everybody, we all have the same footage, but like, um, I didn't actually do it this time, but like my friend, we, she and I have a really similar aesthetic and vlogs are kind of quiet and slow and, you know, like those kinds of the ones that I post. So she has one like that. Um, one other person made like a more action focused video <laughs> and another one, um, set it to like the Naruto theme song and made like very quick cuts like that and so it's like like you said it's really interesting to see the same clips being handled differently by different people so i agree it's it's really fun yeah for sure and you know if you are cheap like me we try to find a lot of like free plugins <laughs> lots and stuff i mean as, as you as you search more right actually you i yeah get to learn more about it and how to even like the way I take video these days, I, I'm a little bit more thoughtful mm. of how I should take it. Because I used to be like, uh, just pan around, you know, very fast. But once I start editing, I was like, man, this is very fast. I can't <laughs> use this clip. So I had to like, you know, pan it really slow. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't have like, I mean, I do have tripod, like small tripod and stuff that my friend gifted me. But I just, I guess I'm just too lazy to use it. But even without it, I think still have to be a little bit more thoughtful about how I should shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, like, yeah, once you do more and, like, shoot more, it becomes, you, like, realize what kind of shots work and what kind of shots don't work. And also, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing a lot of more routine things like I do, like, I just drink coffee every single day, you know, <laughs> um, and you have to try not to be as repetitive with your shots mm-hmm. like there's very easy shots to get and then so having 10 of the same one isn't as fun as trying to find a different angle stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. i will say this is a pro tip that maybe i shouldn't be blasting in this semi-public space but so you know how you're using Whoa, what kind of secret <laughs> <is this? laughs> so you know how you're using the final cut pro trial right now oh yeah i think you told me about this before yeah uh, am I gonna get banned for this? <laughs> this the podcast is in a danger, you know. And I, if anything, I'm gonna get banned. <laughs> I've been using. Okay, well, let's... okay. To be fair, this is like very okay, li- clear. listener. This is like exclusive. <laughs> only if you, only if you subscribe and like our podcast and visit our YouTube videos and subscribe, you will be able to hear this. Otherwise, it will be beep. Okay. Okay, Go ahead, Lily. it's not it's not that secret because they do have this on their site. I've seen it, I've read mm. it, right? But basically, okay. the Final Cut Pro trial right now it's for ninety days. Um, otherwise, you pay it's like what three hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. Three hundred bucks. Three hundred. Yeah, three hundred bucks. Um, to get like the full version. So the trial, the it's for ninety days, but if at the end of your 90 days if they have updated to a new version of final cut pro you can download the trial again for another 90 days <laughs> and so so what if there is no what if there is no update then you can't i have never experienced them not having an update over the past two years that i've been editing videos mm. 
<laughs> so every single time, I, I, I think this is maybe like my fourth or fifth time with the mm. Final Cut trial. Um, mm. and, and what's good about it, and what's good about it is that it used to be a 30-day trial. But with yeah. um, the pandemic, they made it a 90-day trial, and they haven't reduced it mm. yet. Um, so mm. within 90 days, that's like three months, they're bound to have an update by the end. I see. By the so, end. so basically, I need to uninstall it and then reinstall it uh, again, or just update it and just, I'll have 90 days again? I think you can just like reinstall mm, You might have to delete it. No, actually, so the final, the trial should be inactive once your 90 days is over and then if you go back mm -hmm. to the website to download it again um it will let you you know what i mean like but you still need to remove your local copy i don't first, think you right? do oh okay i think you can just like yeah. once once your current trial expires if you just go back to a website mm -hmm. and download it again um i think mm -hmm. it'll just reactivate your old copy just with a renewed like 90 days I see. so last time you were you were telling me about <laughs> this and i understood it wrongly so i did some digging i watched a youtube videos and then there's a guy that essentially opened up his terminal oh my god <laughs> um, and 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 execute some code in there and it it would make it 90 days again regardless <laughs> update or not I, again I, i'm not endorsing that nor have i tried that so i cannot say whether it wor is working oh or not oh my gosh my <laughs> method is a hundred percent uh supported it apple website even lays out my, if the new, if there's a my new method update, is supported if there's a my new method update. is supported by <laughs> okay but my method is supported by youtubers so i'm not sure I mean, I haven't tried yet, but I'll I'll, oh my I'll try your method since that's a legal way. I um, cannot believe, and you thought I was going to put that on blast <laughs> on the podcast. That kind that's of why, that's why that's why I'm like criminal activity. Podcast, <laughs> our, our podcast is in danger. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my god! So um, how dare you? Yeah, Apple or Tim Cook, if you listen to this, please turn it off right now. Um, <laughs> It's a little don't too late, to don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Mario's already uh, got a YouTuber busted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but otherwise, so far, okay. So I also read about another thing. There's another software, yeah, multiple software out there, right? Adobe Premiere Pro, Final Cut Pro. Mm -hmm. There's also another one called Darwin or Darwin something. Okay. It's quite new. I heard that one is better. Again, I haven't tried. Mm. And given that I'm just starting to learn a lot of like tips and stuff and trick on Final Cut Pro, I don't really want to switch just yet. Mm -hmm. So that might be something I'm looking into. Right? If that is better and it's not as expensive, then maybe worth looking at. Um, but for now, I'll try your method and leech off the update and 90 <laughs> days <laughs> trial. They're very, they're very clear on their site. That if there's mm, an update, okay. that you can download it again. So the 90 days will restart. Mm. I'm just taking advantage okay. of what they have advertised to me. I hope Apple employees didn't listen to this because they might change their terminal service. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be doomed. We'll be doomed. Okay. Um, but that aside, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned to you that I'll have another badminton tournament at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So I I think so the the funny thing is like Gao Yuan, like one of the next partner that I have, like she's very she wants to win. So since she's <laughs> been practicing a lot. Yeah, uh, so so I'm going to play uh, I mean she she cannot go tomorrow nor does CK can go tomorrow, but I'm going to play somewhere tomorrow. Um so I won't let them I, I try not to let them down during the tournament. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to practice. So, you can't you can't let her fail. <laughs> we are playing E mixed double, but everyone is sandbagging, so there's not much I can do, right? It's like if everyone is sandbagging, so technically the level you're in is no longer a sandbag. Like, I, everyone is there. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. So I told her I'll try my best, right? I think the price is I want to say 130 or 150. So at least, hmm. you know. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I don't want to aim too high, like being, oh, yeah, we need to win first or anything, but I'll try my best to, to win. Um, yeah. But I'm more excited on playing the men's doubles. Um, wow. So rude. La- so rude. La- to no, call last- you. <laughs> <laughs> no, last time, last time when I played with CK, we played in both D event and C event. Um, we lost both, obviously, but for D events, I felt like we could have won. I think I, I got super nervous near the last match. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but I'm not sure if I should call him out, but there, when we were in school, there were a few freshmen and sophomore that just joined badminton club. Um, I'm not sure if you remember Sabrina and Augustine. Yeah. Probably you did. I, uh, I do remember. Yeah, what about... Yeah. So, so they came last year to play in the same tournament. Oh. And this year, this year I'm also seeing Augustine name in there. And he's also in D men's doubles. So, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll okay. see. We'll see. A Georgia yeah. Tech reunion. You mean a Georgia Tech showdown? <laughs> Have you talked to them um, since college? So last... I so last year when I was in tournament, I mean, I didn't notice like they were there, but Sabrina was like, yo, Mario, I haven't seen you a long time. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? And they, they were playing, yeah. So I talked I talked to her for a bit. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to this year. I think they always drive all the way down from Seattle or something. Wow. To come to play. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this tournament usually is pretty big. It's like once once or twice a year thing. Um, so it's quite big. I haven't so, talked to Augustine since college graduation probably, but I still charge mm. him every month for Spotify premium. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so pretty much like your relationship with Augustine is Spotify premium. Oh, that's okay. 100%. I feel really bad, but I don't know how to start a conversation. So I'm just like, I see. hello, yeah. I'm here again. Memo charging you. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I have friends that are under my T-Mobile family account. <laughs> I mean, I, I still talk to them like here and there. Um, but it's still, I think it's time due for me to visit them. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, it's funny like how you just charge people and be like, hey, you need to pay your bill. <laughs> but you actually don't really talk as much as you used to. Um, yeah, that's kind of sad. But you know, that's sad. Mm-hmm. That's I just life, be... you know, just collect, gotta collect the bill. 
Uh, okay, cool. So today, well, last week we talked about a gift, right?、Mm. So this week we were we are planning to talk about the most favorite topic of all time. Like even dating cannot beat this topic. Okay, this is just too important. <laughs> Too too important. It's more important than dating. It's more important than school. It's more important than marriage. Just number one on the list. Pretty much on everyone's mind. Like if you tell me this topic is not important to you, then feel free to unsubscribe. I'm I won't be mad at you. Just you know. <laughs> so without further ado, today we're gonna talk about food. Right? Food is essential. If you don't eat food, you will die. That's pretty much the science of it. Um, the science. That's, that's it. That's the science. No <laughs> that's it. That's the science. <laughs> no food die. Yeah. Right. So, but you know, we we are not eating the food for the sake of eating, right? We are eating food to well, several purposes: to survive, to enjoy, to relieve stress, to de-stress, to be exact, right? And I don't know, like, just food is very essential. Um, to human being, I don't know why I'm sounding like this. I sound like a <laughs> like a food channel or something right now. But uh, um, so, um, Food Network, if you want to cast me, please let me know.、Um, I'm more than happy to <laughs> casting for Food Channel. Um, so, given that us both have been traveling, well, not necessarily all over the world, but we have been traveling to quite a few places. Mm-hmm. My first question to you is: If you were to eat one dish, let's say before you know you have to go to, you know, heaven or whatever you want to call it, like what is the one dish that you would eat? So, so the reason why I ask is like in old Chinese videos or maybe even a Chinese movies or dramas, you know, when the person is about to be beheaded. I mean, it might sound really creepy, but if the person is about to be beheaded, their family will bring a very, very good meal because they know it's their last meal. They have to eat well before they go on,、mm-hmm. you know, their way. Yeah. So, is there any food in that category that you feel like is a must eat for before you die? Hmm. I'm going to say this and. I'm not a hundred percent sure it's accurate, but I don't. I don't know if I'm a very food-driven person. At least anymore, you know. I'm、okay. like, this is not good either. But I don't think about food to the point where I just like don't remember to like eat things. In a day. Okay. <laughs> okay. That sounds very depressing. I, but,、uh... It does. It does sound very depressing now that I say it out loud. But like. <laughs> oh god.、Um, okay. So. The mood changes at one eighty really quick. <laughs> From like, happy to sad. You're like giving this very intense speech about like food is necessary. Food is the best. Yeah, I know. And I'm like.、Hmm. I'm giving a motivational speech over here, Lily.、Uh, like um, this is this is really really terrible, and not that I'm like glamorizing this by any means, but I remember there's a week、mm-hmm. in college 
that I think I think I guess mm. I was just like really tired or something, and I like just didn't eat anything for like mm. eight days, and mm-hmm. I just kind of drank water, and I didn't realize for eight days. Yeah. Wow. I know, and then like Impressive. I know I didn't even realize, <laughs> and then um. Okay. I'm really um. When I do eat food, I like log it. And like, or I take a picture of it or something. But I realized mm-hmm. this one day I was sitting in um, like a class and everything was spinning. Like I couldn't read. Yeah. Like I yeah. couldn't see anything at all. And it was like really weird. And then I realized that like I have no food logged for <laughs> eight days. <laughs> oh, God. And I was That's like, crazy. oh my God. <laughs> anyway, after I ate something, it was all good. But um, anyway. Because I am like that, I don't know if there's any food that I'm like, I must, I must eat. You're like looking at me very, very strangely right now. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know anyone. I mean, regardless whether you're driven by food or not, there has to be something that you like. like I, that. There, okay. There's a if, lot of if, stuff If, I let's say like. today, if today is the last day on earth mm-hmm. like there has to be something uh-huh. um right like it, it doesn't have to be restaurant made it can be something that mm. i mean if you don't want to disappoint your parents something that your mom made or your par- <laughs> your dad made or could be uh... anything right Ooh. that seems like I'm, a hard question i'm thinking i'm thinking oh, do you have an <laughs> uh I do, but I have multiple layer of answer. So <laughs> okay, I feel like my answer will depend on what I want that day. Mm. There's nothing that I'm like. No matter what, I will mm. want pizza. Like is mm. more just okay. Do I want rice today, or do I want noodles today? I don't know if this being my last meal is going to change like the course of my food intake you know like I mean? like you can you can you can have any dish no matter how expensive or how cheap it is you can pick one so you still have okay I, let me start with mine maybe that'll okay, give okay. you some give me, give me some ideas. motivation um if like, let's say if today is my last day on earth i would say Korean food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I mean. Okay, like Sorry. I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit conflicted because Korean food and Japanese food, it tastes different depending on where you eat it, right? So, um, mm-hmm. like for Japanese food, I definitely prefer eating it in Japan. At least the place I visited was very good, right? Okay. Compared to like the Japanese restaurant in. In here, Sounds even good. though in here it's still quite good, right? But I think Korean food in general is really good. Um, and I would say maybe a meal that made by my mom would be pretty good because she knows what I like, right? So it's kind of given that whatever she cooks, I think I would like. Uh, I think that's just like something I would like. But please pair that with boba. Um, like boba is worth. 
dying for. Uh, I mean, I don't drink boba seven days a week. You know CK, right? He used to have like, remember I used to have this hashtag like, like, one punch man or whatever, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like one one dish a week or one whatever a day, and CK's tag used to be like, one boba a day. You know? He used to drink <laughs> like seven bobas a week. Okay, I will say um, though. Many things. One of the things is I actually do have a friend who drinks a lot of boba, like a lot, a lot of it. And mm. so at the end of each year, he will post like a tally of how many bobas he's had that year. And oh God. Generally, <laughs> generally, it is like around, I guess it's a little better now, but I feel like the first time I saw mm. it, it was like over 350, which is like more than one Whoa. per day, right? Like average. 350 boba? For the year. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, almost like, that's almost like one boba a day. I, it's more than that. Hold on. I need to find it now. I'm gonna, yeah. um, but he's like obsessed I, with boba. And yeah. Now I need to know. I haven't seen mm. it. I definitely doesn't go that high. I probably more or less like one boba a week. Uh, sometimes I skip it, but most of the time, yeah, one boba a week for me. They got. They did a YouTube video. They did. They got like twenty different. No, they got oolong milk tea at twenty different boba locations and ranked them. Oh man, no. that can be a YouTube content by itself. Yeah. Oh no, where did his list go? Anyway. <laughs> okay, well I can't find anymore. You, you just have to believe me. The man is obsessed yeah. with boba. Anyway. No, I believe you. I, I've seen people <laughs> that drink one boba a day. Um, I, I but think the, I'm the close. thing. You're you're close. No, okay, not one a day. Maybe like. Yeah. Two to three a week, maybe. Mm. Which is so okay. Maybe one one quick question. I used to drink boba with the, like the boba in it, like bubble tea with boba in it. Mm-hmm. These days, though, I tend not to drink with boba in it. I I don't know if my taste has changed over time. I just feel like, yeah, I like the drink, but not the boba anymore. Do you get any other different toppings, or do you just get like milk tea? Nothing. Most of the most of the time, I just get the drink. Hmm. Uh, Sometimes I put like grass jelly in there, but that's that's pretty much it. Um, Yeah. Or sometimes they have a strawberry or the mango. Yeah, thing in it. Mm -hmm. Then I think that's all I have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, same. I don't typically. Typically, it's not the right word. Um, I, for the most part, I actually don't get like straight up boba, but I will get some type of other topping, usually. Mm. But anyway, so that's boba. I think same. Um, like, I just like whatever I'm eating plus boba. I feel like will be a nice ten. And. <laughs> One thing that I do like realize the difference though is um when I'm thinking about American cuisines and food, it's very individual, right? Like I will pick my entree and I will eat this chicken sandwich. Mm. 
for dinner. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go to like a family style Chinese meal, there's like a lot of different、mm. things, and you can eat like one bite of them, which I、mm. feel like is the best way. You get like a buffet of your favorite foods all at one place, rather than having to pick one of them. If you were to get like a Western, yeah,、meal. yeah, that's that's true. So it's like before I moved to LA, I used to eat different type of food, like Asian food, American food, any like Peruvian, any kind of cuisine. Especially in Oregon, there are a lot of like different kind of like good cuisine there.、Mm-hmm. But ever since I moved to LA, and especially when I moved to the six two six area, but for those who didn't know, six two six is essentially is like、um, the city where most of the Asian or re- maybe. The more correct term is Chinese lives there, like a a Hambra area, Montreal Park area. There's half a lot of Chinese in there. I'm so used to eat Asian food, like even eating out, I'm always eating Asian food.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I go to Korea town, I always eat Korean food. So these days, I really rarely eating American food.、Um, I don't know if I'm missing out or anything, but I. There were just so many different restaurant,、uh, Asian restaurant and Asian cuisine to try,、mm-hmm. that I don't have the need to go out of my way to get like different cuisine, or at least like American or other cuisine if that makes sense.、Um, but I'm pretty sure Georgia has more. Well, I mean LA has a lot of variety. It's just that I don't, I didn't want to. I haven't tried to branch out if that makes sense.、Um, But I think in Georgia or Atlanta, in, in this regard, you might have to try different things because there might not be a lot of Asian. I mean, there are some places that sell Asian food,、mm-hmm. but probably not a everyday thing, right?、Um, so there might be days that you're trying American cuisine or other thing, other cuisines in this regard. Yeah. So. But, okay. In regards to that, let me ask you one question then. What is the most exotic food or item that you have tried?、Uh, I think that would be a more interesting. It doesn't have to be here in U.S.; it can be anywhere that you have traveled to. You have tried most exotic one. Most exotic. The only thing that comes to mind is that like the a mixed bag of fried insects in Taiwan, like oh fried insect yeah oh yeah. okay that's、Which、pretty exotic I think is very like typical there but like maybe、okay. not so typical here. Surprisingly, when I was in Thailand, I did I didn't see any of that. Maybe because I didn't go out too much during the nighttime. Oh yeah, yeah, I was out. Because because those、market. usually. Exactly.、Um, I think for me, the most exotic one would be stinky tofu. So far,、hmm. I mean, to other people, it may be durian, right? Because, but I'm from Indonesia, so durian. I mean, typically we eat durian there, so it's not really exotic anymore.、Um, <laughs> but stinky tofu was very exotic to me.、Uh, I visited Taiwan、uh, like four or five years back. And my mom and I went to like this night market in Taiwan, which is like a in Taipei, which is like very casual thing to do, right? As like a night activity, it had a lot of good food in night market. And as we 
walk into the night market, we were like, what is this stinky smell out of somewhere? It smells like a, <laughs> it smells like a rotten trash can, if I want to put it like in a, Very in a better way. Very kindly, right? Um, my mom was like, "What? What is this smell?" And we walk around and we trace it, and then we found it is that it's the stinky tofu. Did you like it? But so the funny thing is, we didn't try it at the time, um, because people always say, "Oh, it smells really bad. When you eat it, it tastes really good." But we were a bit skeptical at the time, so we didn't try it. We were, <laughs> it smells we tried so bad, else. it can't taste good. I know. It's just like people saying about durian, right? It smells so bad, I cannot eat it. Mm-hmm. But for me, oh, it smells so nice, you know? So, but when I came back, I went to this, um, I ate it multiple times, actually. I ate it at this chain called Boiling Point. Um, not sure if you heard of it, but essentially it's like a, they serve you like a hot, like a pot, like an individual pot of like noodle, like a hot pot with like a different ingredient in there. And then you can order one with like stinky tofu in there. So I tried it. That was my first time trying it, and I liked it. But I know, like the stinky tofu there is not as stinky as the Thai, as the one I smell in Taipei. Mm. So my goal, hopefully, in the future, once Taiwan is open to the foreigners, I would love to go there and and kind of try it again. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think that's actually something I haven't eaten either. Um. Have you tried durian? Uh, <laughs> I think yes, but I don't recall okay. enjoying it by any means. I see. Okay. I think I was pretty young when I tried it, but I don't. I think it was very reluctantly tried, and I have no real memories of enjoying it, which probably tells me mm. that I maybe did not. I see. Okay. <laughs> you really like it, Fair. though. I. No, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I, I eat it, but it's not something I would die for to eat, <laughs> if that makes sense. But my brother is completely different. My brother, I mean, durian is expensive here. It's like one pound is like 10 bucks or something in Georgia. Mm-hmm. He is willing to pay 20, 30 bucks just for like, huh. because one durian, when you open it, you have about four or five of them. Yeah. And he's willing to pay 30, 40 bucks just for that. I'm like, that is not even fresh. It's imported from Thailand and, or somewhere, right? And um, yeah, he, he, he likes it. I, I mean, I eat it, but I'm not like, you know, it's not something I have to eat. Uh, huh. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, for those who didn't know, uh, durian is called the king of fruit, I think. That's what it is called. So, um. uh, along those lines, actually, I, it's one of the things like, right, when you're in a cuisine, when you're in a culture that eats a particular thing, it becomes very normal mm-hmm. to you. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what natto is? Yes, I know. Do you like it? I have, I have smelled it. I haven't tried myself. <laughs> the smell is also pretty bad. Okay, uh, yeah, it's basically a Japanese and... fermented soybean. Yeah. And it's really um slimy <laughs> so it's the texture it looks very texture is crazy it yeah looks texture is looks... crazy yeah uh but that's it very looks very for me so i have a few cartons of that like in my fridge right now um mm. and 
there was a time period where I used to eat like one every day. Um, mm. <laughs> but it's definitely not not for everyone. And even I think yeah. I can only eat it because I grew up with it. And so when I when you're little, mm. you kind of eat whatever, and then you figure out what you like and don't like later. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was really used to it, but I think even for me, like if I think too much about the texture, it kind of weirds me out. But I mm. like the taste of it, so I can get so I don't think about it that much. But it's definitely something that I think a lot of people are scared of. I see. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried it myself. Uh, I mean, I've smelled it, yeah. and the smell definitely not pleasant. It's but... interesting, right? But I don't mind trying it. Yeah, I don't mind trying it myself. My parents make um, it sometimes. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Right? It's, um, it's basically yeah. just bacteria fermenting soybeans. <laughs> so all they have to do is put the soybeans in like a garage mm-hmm. and then it smells weird in there. Yeah. Here <laughs> I am going to spread some conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> if you want to kill COVID, you can try durian or natto or... <laughs> Stinky tofu. This is, we are actively <laughs> providing fake news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that 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 is that. So in today's so pod, we have yeah. packs to go against Apple, which an emergency yes. patch is going to be released for Final Cut Pro yeah. as soon as this sounds launches. like it. And then we also have <laughs> fake news against COVID. Incredible. See, sometimes when you're desperate for listener or subscriber, whatever you want to call it, like, this is how you do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> learning it from. I'm learning it from you know President Trump. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah, we don't <laughs> have beef with anybody else, so we have to create our own. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how you create attention, right? That's how you. That's how you grab the attention of people listening to this podcast. Um, but okay, so we have talked about. Food that we think is probably not our preference. We talk about the food that we like, that we would potentially eat before we die. Um, let's talk about cuisine. I, I know like we are both well, Asian descendant in this case, right? Wow. So, <laughs> so is there any particular cuisine? Because I think maybe this is too obvious of a question to ask but like is there if you had to pick a cuisine that you would eat for the rest of your life like just one cuisine like you cannot switch to any cuisine in between every day you have to eat the same cuisine but you within the same cuisine you can eat different food like what which cuisine would it be japanese japanese So how many variety of food you can make? I mean, I, on top of my head, it's like, there are many different type of... So, well, yeah. Such, such, sashimi, sushi, okonomiyaki, Okay, yeah, so there's like the food, big, right? there's the, the big categories, right? Like the sushi, sashimi, like seafood category. There's mm-hmm. like all the kinds of rice dishes, like curries and all sorts of kind of like stir fry types. And then there's like more mm-hmm. fried food, like tempura. But I think another big side of that that you don't see when you go traveling to Japan or if you're like just going out to a Japanese restaurant is kind of like the mm. the lighter side of that. Like they're um, they're 
culture is more about like quality more than quantity mm. mm-hmm. and so if you go to like a very traditional japanese breakfast it'll come with like one piece of egg like a very small yes. square of egg and a couple of beans and then you have to like savor each of those little things um mm-hmm. and then together they make like a very balanced meal and i think a lot of that mm. is kind of missed if you're just kind of going to a restaurant or something mm-hmm. but those mm-hmm. kinds of those are the kinds of things that you need to like keep a person alive mm. and so and I, I think i match really well with that so japanese mm. Yeah, I think speaking about that, I did have really, well, you can judge me, but a very authentic Japanese breakfast because I, I, I was in Kyoto at the time and I live in a hostel. So I asked the founders, hey, like just show me the most local breakfast I could find. And they pointed me to that like place. So I went in, essentially I had to buy the food through the machine with mm-hmm. cash. Right in Japan, cash is a thing. So, uh, purchase it, and then they brought like a piece of like a fried fish, I guess, like a small piece of fried fish, yeah. white rice, a raw egg, and then like uh, like some tofu and other things, like very small, small dishes, right? And then at a time, well, I mean that was the first time I went to Japan. I was like, what do I do with this raw egg? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this wine. <laughs> and and the problem is like the people that work in the store, like because it's so traditional, mm-hmm. they don't speak English, right? Um so what I did is I pulled out my phone, <laughs> I Google say, what do I do with raw eggs in Japanese <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> and based on Google, correct me if I'm wrong, but based on Google, we can crack the eggs into the rice you put you put a pint of soy sauce you mix it and that's how you're supposed to eat it yeah and all i can say is probably one of the best breakfasts i've ever had not just in japan in general i think it's probably one of the best it's it's very simple right if you think of it like the ingredient is very simple it looks very light when i eat it i just feel like my stomach is still like it's not I'm not so full to a point that I cannot walk, right? But I'm still, you know, I, I know something is still there. So it feels good, like, eating breakfast like that. That is not... Because compared to American food, right? It's like, here we talk about portion. If you give me a small portion, I'm going to... Like, people are going to complain, right? I mean, <laughs> they have to get their... They have to get their money work, right? Yeah. So it has to be... Has to be big portion. Has to be good. All those things. Um but even then, there are a lot of junk food here too. So Yeah, like uh, um, one of my friends asked me a question the other day. She was like, mm-hmm. uh, for breakfast, we'll eat like pastries and sweet things and basically cream, right, with coffee. And then also for dessert, we have pastries and ice cream and cream there. So mm-hmm. is breakfast dessert or is dessert breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard question to ask. Uh, I was like, I can very confidently say that American breakfasts are all desserts, right? But it's not that way when I think of like a Japanese breakfast. That's the kind of breakfast that I'm very used to is having some sort of savory meal, kind of. Um, so that's why Japanese mm. all the way. Yeah, makes sense. Um for me, if I say the cuisine, so the 
So okay, this is a problem for me because <laughs> first first of all, like my mom, I mean, okay, if it mom's is like a, food is not considered a cuisine, by the way. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> she the way she cook is very versatile. Like she can cook Indonesian food, she can cook Chinese food, but even within Chinese cuisine, there are so many different like Chinese cuisine. Right, there is like Sichuan, Hunan, all the different kind. Um, it's hard. Uh, but if I were to pick one, I would say Chinese. Ah, I also like Korean. <laughs> it's, this is really hard. I'm telling you. See, the you thing asked is... me the question first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. If I if there's only one cuisine to eat, I would say Korean. I think if I want to be really honest about myself, okay. uh, I would say Korean. Even though I think like Korean cuisine is not as diverse as Chinese cuisine. I just know like any any Korean food that I get, I'll be happy. Um, not not to say that Chinese cuisine is bad or anything. I I, I still like Chinese food, um, but I don't know what. But I just I don't know, Korean food just just gets me. You know? I I just can't I can't abandon Korean cuisine. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and given that I started learning how to cook with Korean cuisine rather than Chinese cuisine. You know, there's a special feeling or attraction to a Korean food, if that makes sense. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite thing among Korean foods? Okay. It changes over time. It used to be Korean barbecue. Okay, um, of course. You know, you are, when you are you young, are a Georgia Tech badminton kid. Yeah, I have. <laughs> you are. I, <laughs> I have been trained. I've been trained to love Korean barbecue from the club. But now I like more of um, just kind of like sit down food like tofu soup or just very traditional like Korean food. I think that's kind of like what uh, I'm more keen or likely to have these days than just like straight up Korean, uh, like Korean barbecue. Um, and if you look, if you think about it, it is very similar to Japanese breakfast, but maybe. A little bit more flavor, I guess, in that regards, right? Um, so, so things like kimchi, you also have a tofu soup, or you can get a noodle, all the different things. So, there are varieties um, to try for, and and the funny thing is, I think one of the best experiences that I had in Korea, I think I was in Seoul or Busan, I forget which city I was in. I would go into the market, and in the middle of the market, the street, like. There were a lot of um, <laughs> there were a lot of ajumas that were selling kimbap. <laughs> I don't know how what is the best way to describe, but ajuma making kimbap like fresh on the street, and they'll they'll give you this like small little tiny chair that's like close to the close to the ground that they sit and make kimbap, and they'll set up like a small chair and small table for you like next to them, and as they make you eat it from them. I eat it from what they made. To others, that might be like, you know, you probably wouldn't want to, you may be ashamed to try that. But for me, that's just like a very, it just makes me feel like I'm a local because I did see a lot of local doing that. Um, so, yeah, just those kind of like a very like, you know, traditional food style that, that people selling food and things like that. I think that's kind of like what I usually go for. Mm. And, you get a 
best experience out of it, right? Because they talk to you, be like, "Oh, where are you coming from?" Um, I mean, they don't speak a lot of English, but you know, some yeah, they somehow understand what I was saying. So, yeah. Oh, so cute. Yeah, so now you can see I'm actually missing. I actually want to go back there someday. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely like every couple months I'll think about it. I'm like, I want to go back to Japan. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still a lot of places to go. Uh, okay, so there. I well, I have a friend that lives in Kazakhstan. Um, like. She used to ask me to go visit. I just haven't had time to go there, but for context, like predominantly, uh, people eat like horse meat there. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on this though. I mean, this is just from what I heard. Like horse meat is pretty popular there. Um, I personally don't know how it tastes like. I I don't know whether I would like it or not. But okay, would you if that cuisine if if the horse meat dish. Or present it to you. Do you think you would try? It, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, you have tried. You have tried insect thing. I guess the grilled insect in Thailand. So. So, surprise! I think I've already had it. In what? Japan. Horse um, meat. Mm-hmm. There was a. Oh. There was a day that me and my friends were waiting for a bus to take us to our resort next to Mount Fuji. And mm. we needed to eat something there, and one of the things on the menu was a horse meat, not ramen, but some sort of noodle soup dish. Mm. Um, so I had it then, and to be honest, I don't remember it very well. So mm. it probably means that it wasn't like remarkably different from any mm. other type of like meat that you would eat. I but see. I, I have had it. Surprise. Okay, <laughs> now I think we talk about it. Now I, I now my memory start coming back to me. I had you also friends, had it. No, no, I, I never oh. had horse meat. But another exotic thing that I tried um, when I went back to Singapore to visit my friends, they took me to the city called Gelang. Essentially, it's like there's a restaurant there that's very well known of like selling like frogs. Um, and yeah, essentially the way they cook it is like they make it like like kind of sweet sauce based, spicy in the hot pot. It tastes good, but the funny thing is, like let's say it's like an outdoor table, right? As you eat, you can see behind there's like a bunch of frogs in the tank or whatever. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, come on, I'm eating, and then whatever I'm eating is like behind me. It's really um. I mean, I feel guilty, but the food was good though. Not gonna lie. Yeah, a um, lot of Asian restaurants have the fish tank. You know. Yeah. They yeah. have the little aquarium where they like yeah. will take you, and I'm like, I, I understand <laughs> the appeal, theoretically, right? Being able to like see it, but mm-hmm. I've never really figured out that like. If I particularly enjoy that by any means, because I don't mm. think I do. Mm. Uh, but yes, I feel you on that. Yeah, uh, and then also another quick pro tip, like again, this is not proven by science or anything, but um, 
when you eat durian, like like when they peel when they peel out the 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 skin, mm-hmm. uh, not the skin, like when they open it, right? They have this uh that you can take out like uh, each of the durian, and when you eat it, of course your mouth is going to stink after, right? Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people do is they go brush their teeth. And their hand will smell through it because they, they pick up the thing and they eat it. So there's a trick to that to make it less smelly. But not by brushing teeth. Actually, when you open a durian, there's like a, the shell or whatever. You can fill the shell with water and you wash your hand in that shell. <clears throat> or you drink from that shell. It will make you... If you it will make your breath less stink. But aren't you just taking the the shell of the durian that is the cause of the I know smell. it's the counterintuitive drinking the it's, water in that yeah. from that yeah. you just pour water yeah. and drink it not not the not the outer shell the inner right when you open it the inner shell interesting Are yeah you, okay so you're saying this works well. Psychologically, at least I think it works. works. <laughs> Again, I, I cannot say if this is proven or not. I'm just saying that's what my friend taught me, and that's what the durian stall owner told me. Also, mm. I was like, okay, it seems like it's working, but at least my friend didn't faint from my breath. So that's a very <laughs> so assuming... low bar. If the bar is not fainting, like I don't okay. know if that's a good enough bar. Uh, I don't know if they if they breathe. Like hard on you, you you might you you might faint, especially <laughs> if you're not a durian lord. <laughs> um, uh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, just something that I remember um, okay. when I Thanks had a cuisine. Tip. Yeah, and I think like so. Given that I was I'm from Indonesia, like you can go to very like um traditional Indonesian food again. Uh, Indonesia is very big, made of a lot of islands, so just like China, there's a lot of different cuisine where where you go. Like there's no such thing as universal Indonesian food. I mean, there are certain dishes that are well known across Indonesia, but there's still a certain region that you can go to to have different things. But essentially, uh, we call like, um, those we call like a rice shop. Essentially, when you go in with your friend to dine in, you sit down, they'll bring a bunch of different plate of dishes in on your table so things like white rice fried fish uh fried chicken that's coated with coconut uh i guess yeah coconut skin or, and all the different things um and then whatever you eat right they will only charge you what you eat and then whatever you don't eat they just took it back um it's an interesting concept I think yeah, I haven't found that at all in US, but um, I think that that kind of like cuisine is very different than like let's say Chinese food or even Korean food and and like Thai cuisine and all different kind that we have here. Um, yeah, so I think when I went back to Indonesia last time, that was the thing that I went to try, and even like um, okay, I I know like. Indomie, like the instant noodle, the Indonesian instant noodle is very famous. Mm-hmm. So I, when I go back, the first thing I usually do, or try to do, is find a like a street food stall, 
and the guy will cook like indomie but they put a lot of other ingredients and then they make it spicy and that's like something i couldn't find in the u.s like it's really no one can make it right i have to go back there to get that um so talking about this makes me hungry already <laughs> um that's why i try not to talk about food <laughs> um <laughs> But you know, given with given this episode, you know, I just have to sacrifice a bit. Yeah, so. I did think of this one place that I went to in Costa Rica. Um, mm. Did I tell you this before? But basically, there was um, oh my gosh, should I even talk about this? There's a <laughs> how do I explain? So there's nine of us who went to Costa Rica, and we we were looking for a restaurant, and we found one. And so we took a taxi or Uber type thing to get there, mm-hmm. or we drove there or something. We got there, and the address was like a neighborhood. There was no mm-hmm. restaurant mm. sign. And then all of a sudden, a door opens, like a house door opens, and a dog comes running out, starts chasing one of my friends. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and so then we need to. Then so then we we're like delivering the dog back to this house, um, mm-hmm. and turns out she's like running this restaurant inside of her house, but like kind mm. of secretly. Wow. You know, um, but anyway, so we basically go there, and she basically she it's all her. She just makes everything from in her kitchen with whatever ingredients she has at that time, and she mm-hmm. also like has a garden, so she has vegetables there. And she asked us, like, hey, are we, like, do we have any food restrictions, stuff like that? Like, how many dishes are you looking to have? So we said, like, okay, mm-hmm. well, there's nine people. We have one vegetarian person. Everything else is fair game, blah, blah, blah. And so she just, like, we sit, we sit down at her dining table. And she mm-hmm. just goes off and cooks whatever she has in her fridge and then serves it, explains what it is. And that was, like, one of the most memorable things that we did in Costa Rica. Because we had no mm. clue what was going to come out. And eventually, at the end, we were just like, okay, do we want more? Do we want, like, to just stop mm. here? And so that was really fun. But I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about it because it's supposed to be, like, a secret from, for, like, I guess, taxes. But, I mean, I mean, you didn't <laughs> disclose exactly what is the name, what street is that, on. This so is I true. This is true. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just uh, this restaurant may or may not exist. Um, I think if you today find it, it'll be great. <laughs> I think today we have done a lot of illegal things in the podcast. <laughs> then uh what, the twenty five or twenty six episodes combined so far. Um, you know <laughs> this is the most we're just making up for all the the wholesome uh, content we've had so mm. far. <laughs> but speaking about that, um so I did I, I went I went to uh Guatemala. I mean I always talk a lot of nice thing about Guatemala because I felt like it's one of my most unexpected experience. Yeah, so basically, like before I went before I went to Guatemala, my perspective of Guatemala was very different than when I was there. So what what I mean by that is, right, from media, from TV, from anything, like people say, oh, Guatemala is a very dangerous place. People are really bad there. Uh, so, I went with a few college friends of mine. We went to Guatemala, and well, I mean, it's probably one of my best 
travel place that I've been to, and the food was superb, right? So, so the funny thing is like when we went to Guatemala, um, we were probably one of the only Asian on the street. Like literally, like people can see us and know, okay, you guys are you know are not local. Like they can tell right away. Um, and we. Right, we, we just we just went to like the I think we just said we flew into the to the main city, the capital. We went to get food and then we found this place where they literally like make taco. Um the the lady was making taco but from scratch. Like she has some kinda like um uh like it has like charcoal underneath. So it's not here you have a like gas burner or whatever. It has charcoal and then she made the yeah, essentially the the taco skin or whatever, right? From from the scratch, and then given that was our first meal there, we you know they I I just handed handed them the money, and I thought you know yeah this should be enough. But they came back with more change change and gave it to us and say oh you gave us too much, this is uh, this is how much it costs right? Um, if if any other places they they could be, they could just scam us and say yeah you know this is enough you can just leave. Um, but I felt like people there were very nice, and I really enjoy eating there. The only thing that you have to watch out for when you go to Guatemala is not to drink from tap water, mm. uh, because you'll get sick for sure. Um, either you get like a drink that they have like process or filter or whatever, or you buy like bottled water. Uh, I think that's the only thing you watch out for. But otherwise, everything else is great. Um, I. Really, Love my experience there. The food was really cheap and really good. Um, so recommend going there, but of course with some proficiency in Spanish. Otherwise, it's gonna be because <laughs> um, my friends at the time he can speak some Spanish. I speak very, I mean, limited Spanish. So you both of us combined, limited. Mm. Poquito amiga. I don't speak Spanish, so you could be saying oh, okay. anything to me. Oh, okay. Fact check me. We're listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay, yeah. I think we have talking too much about food. At this point, I'm really hungry. <laughs> so before we go off, any, anything you want to say Lily, to those, maybe there are foodies that listen to our channel, right? Um, any last last word or maybe any suggestion on like what they should eat before they run out of time oh my gosh in life. okay i don't know about running out of time but let me just say if you have <laughs> if you have a if you've been somewhere and you have a food recommendation that you really like please, oh, okay yes please tell people okay because let me tell you, I went to Japan for like three weeks, right? I come back, and before I went, I asked, like, I've also been to Japan before, and I asked all my friends who've been, I'm like, hey, like, I'm going, like, give me, like, recommendations for places you like. And one of them sends me this big long list of his spreadsheet of, like, his entire itinerary, so there's a lot of things on it. And I'm like, okay, cool, well, None of these like really stand out to me on this list, so it's fine. I come, I go to Japan, I have a great time, but then I come back and he's like, we start talking about Japan and he says, 
oh yeah, there's that one udon place in Tokyo. <laughs> I ate this food and I cried. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> it was okay. Like, it's so good. I cried. And then another guy huh. who went on the trip with him was like, me too. I also cried. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, why didn't you tell me? And he said, it's on the spreadsheet that he gave me. And I was like, yes, but you should have bolded it and marked it like I cried while eating this noodle. <laughs> I absolutely made it out my way okay. to get there, you know? Yeah, if yeah. If you just that, tell that me, sense. oh, there's like a noodle place, that means nothing. Mm. I was I was like, my dude, I need I you to like shout it out to the world if there's a food so good that made you shed tears. Mm. Anyway, that's all. That, that's what I have to say. I... I personally haven't had a food where Me I cry, so uh, please, please, if if you still have the that restaurant name, please let me know. So next time when I go, I will try to cry when I go there um, yeah. <laughs> and see if that's actually true. Um, I did ask him like later. I was um, hmm. I was like, hello, what was the name of that noodle restaurant that made you cry? <laughs> so I have I have the name now. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh. Cool. So funny. Um, anyway, that's my tip. Please hmm. share the knowledge if you have knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, for me, I I mean, I personally, it's not a foodie. I just like to try different type of cuisine. Um, yeah, so... Well, if you have food recommendation, please let me know. Hit me up on my Instagram. Mm. Or subscribe to my YouTube channel. I mean, it's not related, but you can. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to try, you know, any food recommendation that people give me. Um, honestly, so far, I haven't had any bad food. Uh, in both LA and Oregon, I haven't had any bad food, to be honest. So, so far, I've been uh, pretty lucky in anything that I eat. Well, at least my standard is very low. I mean, one of my good friends told, she told me that we ate something at our workplace before. Uh, not not my current workplace, but the, the company I used to work at before. They have this like, not a canteen, but like a, someone that set up a stall there and they sell food. Mm-hmm. And several of us bought the food from that stall. There was one day they served some kind of like meat, like chicken and rice or something. I was like, oh, this tastes really good. My friend was like, this tastes like... <laughs> I was like, what? What? Uh, I mean, well, what? Well, this friend that I'm talking about, she is like... You know, her, her life was like Michelin level. Like she, Michelin she used to work in Michelin restaurant, so her standard mm. is high, right? Like, I am very easily, easily satisfied, so... Um, yeah. yeah, so a- any kind of recommendation, <laughs> let me know. Uh, I but definitely other than tell that, people, yeah, I definitely pe- tell people like I have bad taste, so don't like <laughs> don't ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, you know, do hit us up with any recommendation that you have, um, or even tell us like what is your food to die for, or even the food that you food cried to for. To cry right? for, yeah. Yeah, so let us know. Uh, we'll we'll. We'll try to, you know, collect the list. If we get the list, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll try it out next time when I go. To no, yeah, there. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, otherwise, that's pretty much all we have this week. And if you like our content, please 
follow us on Instagram um, and email us on bypods at gmail.com or also you can watch Lily's YouTube vlog or my <laughs> merely or two videos YouTube yeah but um, oh yeah uh, should I post your YouTube link no <laughs> uh, okay well I'll, I'll post my YouTube link right? I'm, yeah. I need I need some more critique and, and more people eyes on it so I can better improve myself um, other than that yeah uh, have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.